0: Support for Milledgeville Matters comes from Georgia College, Georgia's public liberal arts university, providing the experience students would expect from a private college with the affordability of a public university. For more information, gcsu.edu. Thank you for tuning in to Milledgeville Matters and WRGC 88.3 FM. I am your host, Daniel McDonald. In addition to selecting your nominee for the two major parties' presidential tickets... Baldwin County voters have the opportunity to vote up or down on a five-year extension to the community's one-penny sales tax supporting the Baldwin County School System. Baldwin County voters have approved five rounds of education special purpose local option sales taxes in the past. But Baldwin County Schools Superintendent Dr. Norris Price takes nothing for granted. And that's why she sat down with me last week to answer questions about the ways the local school system turns the proceeds of this 1% sales tax into a hospitable learning environment for area students and how that helps the school system educate the next generation of Baldwin County residents and leaders. Tonight's program is an abbreviated version of our longer conversation. In the coming days, we'll post our full conversation on Facebook and our website, wrgc.gcsu.edu. But now let's head to the school board offices for my conversation with Baldwin County Schools Superintendent, Dr. Norris Price. Dr. Norris Price, Superintendent of Baldwin County Schools, thank you for joining me today on Millageville Matters.
1: Thank you for having me here and giving me the opportunity to talk about East Plus.
0: Mm-hmm. It is my pleasure. I hope that a lot of our listeners will appreciate you taking the time to engage in this conversation. Uh, just to start off with, can you make the argument for why Baldwin County Schools is asking voters to approve a renewal of the one-penny sales tax to support education?
1: Well let me first start out by saying that East Plus is a special purpose local option sales tax that is specifically for education. It is a one-cent sales tax that is charged when anybody shops in Baldwin County. And so the money raised through East Bloss goes to capital outlay projects to maintain our facilities, for example, replacing roofs and and HVAC systems, making sure that our buildings are secure, purchasing up-to-date buses, making sure that our buses are air conditioned, which is a request that has been made by parents as well as our bus drivers, improving the energy efficiency of our buildings. So it's really having Uh, 21st century learning environments for our teachers to teach and our students to learn. And facilities that the community can be very proud of and that also will attract business and industry to our community.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, this is a one-penny sales tax over the course of five years. Do you know how much revenue you're expecting to get from this renewal of that one-penny sales tax?
1: On the average, if we have a good tax collection, we collect approximately $6 million a year for a total of $30 million over the course of five years. And what we do is we conduct a needs assessment of all of our facilities. We hire an architectural firm to come in and do that, who then identify what the needs are. And then we begin to prioritize those needs in order to make sure that we stay within the amount of money that we collect over the course of five years. If the economy is doing really well, it could be over $30 million that we would be collecting.
0: And there's no, we're going to stop at $30 million. it is just actually the proceeds of that one penny sales tax over the course of those five years.
1: That's correct. And if we realize that the tax collections are coming in higher than what we project, then we're able to go and look at additional projects that we can add to the East Plus. Those that we put aside because we didn't think we were going to collect as much money. Mm-hmm.
0: And of course, you said this is for capital outlays and you uh, identified facilities as one of the main things you look at. Is that the case for each East that you put to voters?
1: That's correct. You can only use the East Plus dollars for capital improvements. You cannot use it to pay salaries or for anything else. So we specifically look at what are the needs to maintain our facilities and to make sure that it is a welcoming environment for our students and then determine what are those priorities. So for example, if you have a leaky roof, that's gonna be a priority for that school or that facility. If we're not energy efficient, then we're gonna look at replacing our heating and air conditioning units. If there are life safety issues, then we're going to address those first. Like if there's wiring that we need to upgrade because it could cause uh, some type of hazard. We have an issue with uh, one of the schools where the gas line continues to leak and it needs to be replaced. So that is a life safety issue that we need to address immediately. And so then we use our East Blast dollars um, in order to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, as you look at this renewal of the East Blast, how are you looking to spend this estimated $30 million?
1: So again, we have done an East assessment and that East assessment has identified everything that needs to be done within the next five years. Well, when we look at that bottom line, that's over $84 million. Well, we know that we can't do everything that has been identified over the course of the next five years, because we don't collect $84 million. So that's what we have to prioritize. So our top priority is going to be roofs and HVAC units will be at the top of our list. Also looking at what is needed as far as the electrical Uh, needs within the building. Energy efficiency is is a must. Looking at technological needs that we need within our schools, that's going to be a priority. And then looking at interior finishes, that's your flooring and your painting that we need to do in each of of the schools and upgrading the facilities so that it's welcoming and inviting. We also are looking at our wiring and making sure that our electrical wiring is up to speed kitchen equipment that is over 20 years old and needs to be replaced will also be part of the priority and then of course transportation replacing our bus fleet and we have a um, schedule of those buses that have met their lifespan and need to be replaced so we'll be looking at that as well and then we will have items that the schools want that are not considered a high priority so for example restroom upgrades and renovations. That's something that the schools have asked that we look into and so we'll be looking at what is that cost to redo all the restrooms in all of the schools because it needs to be upgraded. So that's the way the East Plus works and then safety and security of course will be also at the top of our list. As far as security cameras the next one that we're looking at is putting cameras in all of our classrooms. Right now some of our schools have it. So we're going to be looking at adding cameras to all of our classrooms in addition to upgrading our camera system in the hallways and exterior of our buildings.
0: You're listening to a conversation about a ballot referendum on renewing the one-penny sales tax to fund capital improvements to Baldwin County Schools. I'm talking with Baldwin County Schools Superintendent Dr. Norris Price on millage Matters. The East Bloss referendum will be on the ballot with the Democratic and Republican nominating contests for the United States President in the March 24th Presidential Preference Primary. Early voting for the East Bloss referendum is currently underway at the Baldwin County Courthouse. For information about early voting and voter registration, contact the Office of the Registrar for Baldwin County at 478-445-4526. And I think that many people Uh, especially if they don't have children in schools at that time think of education in more of an abstract sense Mm -hmm. and you're really the the product of the instruction that the children get in that uh, leading towards that degree that indicates to others that they have received an education Mm -hmm. can you make that translation of things capital outlays to the actual mission of the school system which is to educate our young people
1: right so if you if you think of a business or even if you think of your own home you want to make sure that you have an environment if if we're talking about your home that you are comfortable living in and so you're going to take care of that home the business same thing you want to attract customers so you want to make sure that that environment is inviting and welcoming right and that you're able to show what you your product is that you're trying to sell so it's the same thing here in order for our students to learn and our teachers to teach you got to have an environment where you want to come to every day and that you're comfortable learning in. And if our buildings, for example, energy efficient, if our buildings are too cold or they're too hot or the roofs are leaking, that's not an environment that's conducive to teaching and learning. So when we're looking at what we need to do, education is just more than learning the subject matter. It's also the environment that you're in and, and the importance that you play. On having an environment that's inviting and welcoming to our students and our staff and our our families.
0: You've mentioned things that I think can be generally seen to blanket all of our different schools, but I'm curious are there any mandated requirements from the federal or state government, uh, things that are outside of our control here, that these monies will be used to address?
1: There aren't any federal or state requirements that require us to use East Plus dollars to address. So we are able to do a good job of managing local and state funding to educate our students. If we did not have East Plus to maintain our facilities, it's not a requirement, but at some point in time, the community would have to make a decision of how we are going to pay to fix whatever those issues are. So for example, if you have a leaky roof and you didn't have a splash, how are we gonna pay for it? And so those are conversations that we would need to have in order to determine the type of facilities that we want our teachers and students to have. But it's not a mandate or requirement, it's just what you wanna do because it's right by children. And it's the right thing to do when we're talking about educating our, our children. So right now, there aren't any that would require us East Plus dollars to meet those requirements. But to maintain our facilities and capital improvements, there is no way that we could do what we've been able to do without that one cent sales tax. And I'm very thankful and very grateful that our community has supported East Plus every time it's come up for a vote over the course of the last 23 years. And this is not a new tax, this is a continuation of the current one cent sales tax. And the voters have sent a strong message that they believe in having facilities that are conducive to teaching and learning in our community. And I'm very appreciative of that.
0: You know, when you talk about the longevity of successful East Blast referendums here, does that change the way that y'all do your long-term planning?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, so we depend on the funds that we raise through East Blast. If we were not able to do that, then our financial planning and our budgets would look very different because we would have to look at how much local taxes we are generating funds through our local taxes, how much we're getting from the state, and whether our budget would allow for us to make the improvements that I just described. And if not, then you're looking at an increase in the millage rate in order to be able to pay for that, which we haven't had to do. We actually have rolled back our millage rate, and we want to continue to do that. So this one-cent sales tax helps us tremendously, and 65 percent of the money collected comes from people shopping in Baldwin County that do not live in Baldwin County. So I think that it helps us, again, with what we're trying to do, and that's maintaining 21st century learning environments.
0: And I know it gets muddy here when we think about this, but as you look at successful SPLOS referendums over the long term, I mean, does that translate from, I guess, a local taxpayer perspective of you're able to put more money into instruction and the classroom there because you're taking the burden off the millage rate for the actual environment that you're providing?
1: Right. Well, the other thing that I want to mention that the money that we get from local taxes as well as the funds that we get from the state, 86% of it goes to paying employees. So 86% of what we collect from the state and our local tax dollars go to pay for teacher salaries, for support staff, in order to educate our students. 14% is used for the operation of the school district. So you can see that it's a very small percentage of money that's available to do the kinds of projects that I just described earlier. So I think it does take the burden of our taxpayers, this one sales tax. And I think that that's why our voters, our community members have supported it since its inception, which is now going on 23 years.
0: And I want to turn now and talk a little bit about some of the different areas that we've identified as wanting to address with this next sales tax. And one of the things that I think is very easily connected back to facilities, um, you're looking at HVAC improvements, Mm -hmm. roofing improvements, and then it says energy efficiency improvements. Can you talk in detail those changes Mm -hmm. or those requests that you have?
1: So I'll give you an example of what we've been able to do with this current East Bloss, which is East Bloss 5. So we've been able to put an entire new roof and over 100 HVAC units at Lakeview Primary, which is the old Creek side. And so now they have a new roof, an HVAC system, which has made a world of difference for learning. Teachers are not feeling cold and, or too hot when it's hot outside. Also, we're able to make it more ed- energy efficient, that building. For Oak Hill this summer, we're going to be replacing that roof and they have over 150 HVAC units that we have to replace. So we're looking forward to doing that. That replacement of that roof alone is over $6 million. So it's very expensive to maintain our facilities in the cost of the materials and the labor. So we're going to be doing um, the roof and the HVAC system for Oak Hill in addition to doing some renovation inside the building. We then go to the next building, and so we're looking at two of the oldest buildings, Midway Hills Primary, which was your old Blandy, and Midway Hills Academy, which is your old Midway, and looking at their roofing system in HVAC units. And then we're going to go over to Lakeview Academy, and then over to the high school. So the life of a roof is 20 years. So we know that we're getting to that point where we're going to need to replace the roofs. And so we budget for that, in addition to, if you're gonna replace a roof, the units are just as old, they have a lifespan of 15 years, then let's go ahead and replace that as well. So that's where we start. If we have anything, for example, there are some issues with accessibility in having handicap ramps. So when you start doing renovation, you now have to bring it up to code. So things that you were not held accountable when you first built the building, you're now held accountable because your codes have changed. And so we will be working on that as well. Water fountains. You know, are they wheelchair accessible, because we have children that are on wheelchair, So we have to go ahead and upgrade all of those water fountains in, in a school once we will go in and renovate. But our first priority is looking at safety and security, looking at any life safety issues, and then looking at the roofs and the HVAC units that we need to replace, and then looking at what we need to do in the interior of the building to make it a welcoming and inviting place to learn. And for our teachers to to teach
0: and as you're looking at those energy efficiency improvements, mm-hmm. are you looking to prove a greater savings in the in the future? I mean, are you making the changes yes. that will not only replace what is old but also try to make either budgetary improvements right. because you're not spending so much money here or even just the uh, intangible benefit of just having a greener space for these uh, students to interact in?
1: absolutely mm-hmm. so you made a really good point i'm going to take oak hill the amount of money that we're pumping into repairing the roof every time it rains and it leaks outweighs the cost of replacing the roof because if we replace the roof we're going to save money with all of these emergency kinds of repairs that we're making including the labor hours that go into doing that so eventually once we do that we are going to see savings which then comes back to being able to use those funds to do something else that we haven't been able to do. So we've been able to see that, especially at the schools like Lakeview Primary, where we've been able to see energy savings at that school, which then means that there is money that we have to do other things. So yes, that is correct. Also, we looked at Oak Hill, I'm gonna use it again. When it rains, the rain comes in through the windows because the seal around the window is old and it needs to be replaced. So every time we have a heavy rain, we have water coming in, which then gets into the carpet, which then you have to bring somebody to come in and clean it. And then you have to go out there and seal it. And it's just an ongoing problem that we have every, and especially lately when we've had these heavy rains. So this is gonna help alleviate that issue. And eventually it will save us money over the long run.
0: You're listening to a conversation about a ballot referendum on renewing the one-penny sales tax to fund capital improvements to Baldwin County Schools. I'm talking with Baldwin County Schools Superintendent Dr. Norris Price on Millageville Matters. The East Bloss referendum will be on the ballot with the Democratic and Republican nominating contests for the United States President in the March 24th Presidential Preference Primary. Early voting for the East Bloss referendum is currently underway at the Baldwin County Courthouse. For information about early voting and voter registration, contact the Office of the Registrar for Baldwin County at 478-445-4526. To continue with some of those lists of items that you're putting forth as the things you want to use these eSPLOS for. Can you detail some of the security upgrades you're making? I know you talked a little bit about that earlier on in our conversation, okay. but I want to hit back to it.
1: Well with the current eSPLOS, we were able to put secure vestibules in all of our schools. We were also able to put security cameras inside and outside all of our schools. Believe it or not, that was not the case several years ago. Of course, you know, with the school shootings that have been going on across our country, it was very important to us to have the more secure facilities that we could have in our community. So, the security cameras have been a tremendous help. We now have keyless access, so everybody has a badge and everybody has to be keyed in. So that was part of the technology that we were able to upgrade. We also place our cameras in certain exterior doors so that if we ever had to go to a point where people needed to identify themselves first before coming into facilities, we're now ready for that. And then during the summer, when we don't have a fully operational building, we can lock the doors and people can ring a bell and you can see who they are before letting them in. But I think that that's been huge in providing that. And then in addition to that, we started adding cameras in our classrooms. So we now have cameras in all of the classrooms at Oak Hill Middle School. We have cameras in all of the classrooms at the Early Learning Center, and we have cameras in all of the classrooms at Lakeview Primary. So with East Plus Six, we're going to then continue to add those cameras to all of our facilities. And again, that's just a safety feature that we were able to do. We also upgraded our fiber, so that we're able to have faster internet speed in order for our students to have access to the latest technology that would make them competitive um, when they graduate from high school and go out into the workforce or continue their education. So that's what we've been able to do with this uh, safety uh, and insecurity with this c spots. So for next one is the cameras in the classrooms. Technology changes constantly, so making sure that our current cameras that now have been in place for six years are the best that we could have. We may need to upgrade them, so we're assessing that. And whether we need to put additional cameras indoors throughout each of our facilities we're looking at that and then we're also looking at safety and security at our district office you know right now we don't have anybody can come in at any time and we've been very fortunate we 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 live in a community that i feel safe but we also want to make sure that we also have safety and security at a transportation department maintenance in the board office as well so we're looking at those security needs through east plus six as well
0: And I mean, as you think about this ever-changing—I'd say this term—but you know, threat environment that we have. I mean, do you feel that you're able to make these changes in the terms of security in a way that allows you to be more proactive on security, or is it a situation where you feel like you're really having to be reactive to different threats or different requirements that just the ever-evolving environment puts you in?
1: i think we've been very proactive so when i arrived here superintendent we didn't have secure vestibule i mean you could walk through any school you could get past the front office and if you had any intent to hurt somebody you would be able to do it so even before we had this increase of school violence across our nation we were proactive and so my second year we started looking at secure vestibule so by the time you had this sense of urgency about making our school more secure we were already ahead of the game because we had already done that. So I feel really good about the fact that we are proactive and not reactive in making sure that we have secure facilities across our district.
0: Right. And just that item that you keep on mentioning, the secure vestibule, I'm not familiar with that myself. Right. Can you explain what that is?
1: So the secure vestibule, what it does is it does not allow anyone to just enter our buildings it forces them to go into the office check-in where we have a check-in system where we check the driver's license of anyone coming into our building we identify the nature of the business or why we're there and then we determine whether they should be let into the rest of the building mm-hmm. and the only way you could be let in through the rest of the building is through a buzzing system so you have to be buzzed in in order for you to access the rest of the building, which includes our teachers and our students. So the secure vestibule requires you to be forced to come into the main office, and you can't get out of there unless you're led out of there through our buzzing system. So that's our secure vestibule. Prior to that, we didn't have that. You can come in any door and go right in, and like I said, if you had any intent to harm, you have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. This prevents that.
0: Yeah, so is that something that the students all go through in the early in the morning, or is that just for the, someone like myself, a visitor to the visitors. campus? It's okay. Visitors. It's
1: visitors for the campus. So in the morning, no, they unload, and we have staff members that are looking at that. We also want to make sure that we don't take away opportunities for parents at the elementary level to walk their children into to their mm-hmm. classrooms in the morning. So we have to be cognizant of that fact, but we still have them come in and check in and then they can go ahead and walk their child to the classroom if they, if they have that need. But after eight o'clock, we shut down all of our exterior doors. And the only way you can come into the building is through the front office.
0: Before I move on to my next question, there you know are a list of, it looks almost like 20 bullet points that y'all have for the spending. Mm-hmm. I, I know that for me, I wanted to ask about the facilities and the security, but I don't want to suppose that there aren't other things that you want to highlight of those lists. Are there any other things that, uh, in this limited time, that we have that you want to bring forth that we maybe have not focused on yet? Well,
1: I think that, you know, I mentioned briefly the bathrooms. That is something that they need to be upgraded. And so we're gonna focus on, on doing that. We also need to continue to upgrade our media centers. We've done some work with East Plus Five, but we still have some more work to do in our media centers to make it an inviting place for students to go and check out books and read books and, and, and um, lessons to be taught. We're also looking at replacing carpeting. We have some very old carpeting that has been in place since the building was built and they need to be replaced. So looking at the flooring and replacing the flooring in our schools. And then we also have facilities that need fresh paint because uh, they haven't been painted in you know 15 years. And so we're also looking to do that with East Bloss Six. And then at the high school, one of the big items is a weight room. We have a weight room that was built over 20 years ago and it just does not meet the needs of the current athletes that we have. So looking at upgrading that weight room at the high school I think is important. We also have a little theater at the high school that needs to be upgraded. It's the original building and we haven't done anything to it. And we're looking to, just like we have this incredible fine art center that is for large groups, The little theater is for groups of anywhere from 50 to 300 folks. And so we want to be able to uh, upgrade that, so we can really fully utilize that. And we have our communities that want to use our facilities, and so we're able to lease it to them. And so we're working on that as well over at the high school, at the high school level. But for elementary schools, it's looking at interior finishes as additional items after we finish those big-ticket items related to safety and security, the new roofs, and HVAC units, and H- energy efficiency improvements then we'll look at other items like the flooring and the painting placement of furniture would be things that we would be looking at to do with the next east blast
0: you know what questions do you have for people who might be listening to this are there ways that they can help you all with some of the questions that you have or just are there ways that um, uh, you would ask them to engage
1: yes absolutely we have information on our website in order to inform the voters of this community so I encourage them to go to our website. Also we are pushing out through social media information about what we've been able to do with the current East Bloss and keep in mind that we still have a year and a half to go but we've been able to do a lot with this current East Bloss. And then if there are groups that I need to go and talk with please let me know. If you need flyers in order for you to share that information I encourage you to do so. I want our voters to be informed before they go into that ballot box and cast their vote about how we're using East Plus and how we plan to use it in the future. And the fact that it is a consumption tax that is paid for everyone who shops in our community, whether you live in Baldwin County or not. And the other thing that I want folks to help us is that this is a continuation. It is not a new tax. It is a continuation of the current one-cent sales tax that would help us to maintain our facilities and continue to have 21st century learning environments. That's how the listeners that are listening to us can help me. But I'm willing to go and speak to any group and provide any information that would be helpful to our voters.
0: Dr. Norris Price, I want to thank you very much for joining me today on Military Matters.
1: Thank you so much. Appreciate the opportunity
0: been listening to a conversation about a ballot referendum on renewing the one-penny sales tax to fund capital improvements to Baldwin County Schools. My guest was Baldwin County Schools Superintendent Dr. Norris Price. Tonight's program was an abbreviated version of a longer conversation. In the coming days, we'll post our full conversation on Facebook and our website, wrgc.gcsu.edu. Early voting for the East Bloss Referendum in Presidential Preference Primary is currently underway at the Baldwin County Courthouse. For information about early voting and voter registration, contact the Office of the Registrar for Baldwin County at 478 445 4526. On behalf of WRGC 88.3 FM, I have been your host, Daniel McDonald. It has been my pleasure spending this portion of the evening with you here on Military Matters. I hope you enjoyed our time together, and I want you to know that I look forward to convening with you again soon.